0: We are so glad that you joined us today. God wants to do so much in you and through you, and we would love to hear about it. Would you send us an email at shannon@hectorfirst.com to tell us your story? You can also go online and give to this ministry by going to hectorfirst.com and clicking the Give tab. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you enjoy the message. Thank you for all that you guys do and what they've done this morning. Thank you for being here. Who's excited about this service? Is anybody being transformed? Yeah? Anybody still need some transforming? Amen. We all do. We all do. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and be turning with me to the book of Romans. Book of Romans chapter 12 book of romans chapter 12 today we're going to be talking about transformation and love if you've seen the video uh, on facebook what's love got to do with it everything right everything romans chapter 12 if you're there would you stand for the reading of the word this morning <clears throat> amen you're there say amen you're not say hold up all right we're there romans chapter 12 verse 1 it says i appeal to you brothers before we get through with this series which is next week you're going to have this these two verses memorized right says i appeal to you brother to you therefore brothers by the mercies of god to present your set your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to god Which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Now, chapter 13, verse 8. <clears throat> this is what love got to do with it, okay? Owe no one anything except to love each other. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment all are summed up in this word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself, Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Love is the fulfilling of the law. Father, help us love each other. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I am pretty sure I'm pretty positive That 100% of women are always looking uh, for romantic feelings from their significant other. They long to feel special. Right, women? Right, ladies? You long, if you're not there yet, you will get there. You long to feel special. They love to know, this is for you guys, women love to know that they are important. If you're not taking notes, write that down. If you're taking notes, write that down. Everybody, and, and they love chick flicks. Is there, no, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands. might embarrass some guys that like chick flicks. I don't like chick flicks. But I will watch a chick flick with my chick. Just not Hallmark movies, okay? But there's a movie that, it's a Christmas movie, and it's called A Wonderful Life. And one of my favorite quotes in this movie, and I'm thinking, every time I hear it, I think, man, why don't I have good ideas to write that down in a card and give it to my chick, give it to my girl, give it to my lady, give it to my wife. It's when, it's when, uh, it's the part of the movie where George Bailey says to Mary, says, what is it, Mary? What do you want? You want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. It's my favorite quote in the whole movie. And I'm thinking, man, that's good stuff. It's good stuff. So, guys, write that down. You can write it in the card. Just be sure and quote George Bailey. In the quote, relationships are important. Love is important. Love, relationships, transformation. What does that all have to do with this? Well, we're going to get there. The quote from It's a Wonderful Life, it is it is between a man and a woman. They they have feelings for each other, but there are sometimes there are quotes in movies or in books or or something you hear or something you see that you need to remember. And and a lot of those I I I went to searching for, for quotes for friendships. Some of these are so good. And again, I wish they were all original to me, but they're not. Okay? But Tennessee Williams was quoted once by saying, life is partly what we make it and partly what, is, what it is made by the friends we choose. Arnold H. Glasgow, he was quoted, a, tr- a true friend never gets in your way unless you happen to be going down. I love that. The rest of these are from an unknown uh an unknown party, but a best friend is someone who who makes you laugh even when you think you'll never smile again. That's a good friend. Best friends because if anyone else heard our conversations, we would both end up in a mental institution. We'll be best friends forever because you already know too much. I think we'll be friends forever because we're too lazy to find new ones. And my favorite, friends buy you food, best friends eat your food. A true friend, a true relationship that you have with someone on this earth. There's nothing more fun than having friends. A relationship that means so much to you. You see, real transformation in Christ inevitably shows up in your relationships. In your family, in your friends, at your work, within your own community. We just need to face it that some of us need new friends. Hang on with me. Hang in there like a hair in a biscuit. Just hang on, okay? Some of us need new friends. And some of us just need friends. If you don't get anything else today, I want you to get this. Love one another as God first loved you. Sharing the love that you have as a friend and an example so that everyone around you will see Christ in you. You got that? You got that wrote down? Look, our renewal, I have, I have, I have looked at Romans, I've, I've tried to divide it, I've tried to understand it, I've tried to get it into my head and what it means to have relationships, what it means to be transformed, what it means in every aspect of my life so that I can be more transparent to you today in delivering the word that God has for us in this moment. You see, my renewal in Christ every single day, your renewal in Christ every single day extends into every relationship that I have. If I want to be the best that God has created me to be, if I want to be everything that God has asked of me, designed of me to be, then I've got to renew myself. I've got to transform myself every single day because the world is competing for a position in my life. The world, you get that? The world is competing for a position or the attention of my life. If Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, don't be conformed to this world, then I need to not pay so much attention to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of my mind in him. That's not just for your pastor. That's for each and every one of us Christians. I say air quote Christians because there are some of us, I'm not saying it's, All of us are, I'm not singling out any one person, but we get caught up that we're Christian just because we go to church. If you are a true born again believer in Jesus Christ, died on the cross, buried in the grave, rose from the grave, lives at the right hand of the Father, then you are a true believer. Look, I get it. Church hurts you sometimes. God forbid that it ever happens here. But it probably will. Somebody's going to hurt your feelings. We talked about that in Sunday school. That is pride. Don't let that bother you. Worry about your relationship, your transformation that has to take place. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Transformed transform look i tried everything within me to get a new banner that said transform and i i did i couldn't make it happen but this one says it pretty much christ among us christ among us if we are to be christ-like then everywhere that you go you are christ among everybody you may be the Jesus that they ever see. You may be the Christ that they ever hear. The hope that they need, the joy that needs, the joy, the hope, everything that Christ gives to you, you give to them. Be transformed. It's not. Who, who, who's with me and says it's not easy to be transformed? It hurts, doesn't it? It hurts. It's not fun. But we know that not to be conformed to this world, but to be transformed, it's going to be worth it in the end. It'll be worth it all. Be worth it all. The the love that is talking about here in the scripture comes from the Greek word agape. Now, if you have done any study and you know that there are there are many types of love in the scripture and we're not going to go into all of those we're going to just talk about agape which is what is focused on in this passage of scripture agape as most of us know is just one of the several words translated as love this strictly speaking is the broad usage in the ancient greek and encompassed a broad sense of affection strong's concordance says it like this in Romans 5 and 8 it particularly describes the love of God for humankind. In 1st John the same word in 1st John chapter 3 verse 17 it's the love of for uh, of human mankind for God. In John chapter 15 verse 13 it's the love I want you to get this the love of brothers and sisters in Christ for one another. It's a it's it's a love that we should have for each other. Look, I can stand here this morning and tell you I love you. You say, "Well, preacher, I don't even know you." I don't have to know you. I love you. I love you. I love you enough that I'm going to share you share with you what God has given me for this morning. I love you enough that I have stepped all over your feet the last two Sundays, and I'm going to continue today, and next week we're going to finish it up. But I'm not going to say that the next week after that I'm not going to do it again. Why? Because I love you. God has given this position to me to give you the truth. And, and sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it is very. it hurts on both ends. It hurts for me to give it, and it hurts for you to receive it. But we have to know, we have to understand what the Scripture says. There's only one way to make heaven your home. And if you want to make heaven, look, there's eternity in the balance in your life. You're either going to go to heaven or you're going to go to hell. Good people are going to go to hell. Christians, they got air quotes, remember? Christians are going to go to hell. That's 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 that ain't that ain't right. Look, the only ones that are going to make heaven their home are the true born-again believers in Christ. You can go to church all your life, you can say I'm a Christian, you can warm the seat of that pew and still go to hell. Told you. But it's the truth. Good people are gonna go to hell. Saved people are going to go to heaven. Don't don't shut me down now. You'll ruin everything that I prepared for this week. Look, it is it's it, we're talking about being transformed. You say, "Well, I know what the scripture says." If you know what the scripture says, then you are truly. And you have accepted Christ, you are following it, you are believing in it, you are doing everything that the Scripture says of you, then you are okay. Because you can still know the Scripture and go to hell. I like the way y'all are talking back to me this morning. You can still know the Word. And make heaven or make hell your eternal home. You can study the scripture; only then will you know and discover the true meaning of transformation. Our debt of love, as as Paul is writing here, our, our debt for love extends to God and then to one another, and we are to leave no obligation unfulfilled. If I truly love you, then what I will preach will be the truth for your benefit. Look, I'm not just preaching to you. I preach it to myself too. For me to stand here and tell you that I'm perfect would be a lie from the pit of hell. For me to tell you that I don't struggle, it would be a lie. I'm I'm human just as you are human. There are things that I struggle with. There are things that you struggle with. You say, well, preacher, I don't struggle. Then you're lying. You with me? Boy, come on, y'all. Y'all get what I'm throwing down? Are you sure? Okay. Everybody take your two fingers like this. Put it right up here against your neck. Is it still beating? Anybody Anybody need help? We got an EMT in the the house, some nurses. Theologian Karl Barth is quoted once saying this, the love of God for humankind is the foundation for our lives and how we live them. The very knowledge of love, of his love, should transform you. That's deep, but it's so good. The very knowledge of his love should transform you. How's that? He loved you so much in a verse that we all know, John three sixteen. For he loved you so much that he sent his son to die on the cross so you could have eternal life. In fact, living in the knowledge of such love may just be the most radical transformation we are called upon to make. Did you get that? Living in the knowledge of such love may be the most radical transformation we are called upon to make. The world around us, and the media in particular, preaches gospel, a gospel of inadequacy. You don't get the fullness. You don't get all of it. You don't. You just get what? Advertisers sell far fewer products, after all, to the people who are satisfied with their lives. We are told that we're not good enough. We are told that we're not smart enough. We're not young enough. We're not good-looking enough. We're not thin enough. We're simply not enough. You turn on the TV, there's something to help you with what you're feeling. Am I right? I mean, you can talk about it. You can talk, you can have a conversation with somebody and open your phone and open Facebook and what you've been talking about is the first thing on your phone. That's weird. They're keying in on what you need or what you think you need. I need to be on a diet. I need to I need to do this. I need my hair's falling out. There is that. Advertisement. I don't know what it's called, Nortifol or something like that. It's a pill you can take to promote hair growth for men and women. I thought that was a good one. (laughs) Christians, believers, We have to stay true to what Romans 12 and 2 says. Don't be conformed. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed. I read an article. it It was a snippet from a book. God's love is illustrated so beautifully in this story in a book called the relentless tenderness of jesus by brennan manning here's a clip it says if it's this it's a story of a dutch priest who remembers eavesdropping on a conversation between his father and a friend and the friend asked the father which of his 13 children he loves the best the father answers that he loves this 12-year-old daughter, Mary, the best. But then he continues to describe each of his children, each of his other children, and why he loved them best at particular times in particular circumstances. The priest continue, concludes that what I learned was that the one, my that one my father loved me most was when was who What I learned was that the one my father loved the most was the one who needed him the most at the time. And that's the way the father of Jesus is. He loves those most who need him in everything. Little he cares whether you have been as pure as St. John or as sinful as the prostitute in Simon the Pharisee's house. God doesn't wait until you have a moral life in order, he starts loving you right now. He loves you now. I, I've had conversations with people who say, I'm a preacher, I'm coming to church. I got to get some things right. My question, my response to that is, well, what are you waiting on? Well, I just got to get some things right. I gotta get. I gotta get my life in order. I gotta get my life in. I gotta get make sure everything's in order. So when I when I do decide, look, God doesn't doesn't have to wait for you to have everything in order before He starts loving you. He loves you in the mess that you're in. He loves you in the sickness or in the in the in the in the infirmity in your life right here, right now. He loves you in the middle of the junk that you're experiencing, in the loneliness that you're experiencing, in the depression that you're feeling, in the oppression that seems overwhelming. He loves you in the middle of your mess. You don't have to wait till you have things in order. Let me give you a little secret. You'll never have it in order. You'll never get things right. You'll never have things where you think you need them to be. There will always be something else. We can only truly love one another when we know how God truly loves us. If you need to love somebody over here, then you understand the way God loves, then you'll understand how to love that person and that person. There's somebody in your family that you struggle with loving. We all got one right there's one in our families that we struggle to love maybe it's somebody that boy y'all are just i'll take you two fingers again i'm just kidding there's somebody at work that we struggle to love it's human it's human but when you understand the agape love when you understand the importance of the love that the scripture is talking about right here love your neighbor as yourself Y'all know people that love themselves so much. Get on Facebook or Instagram. You'll see it. Oodles and oodles of them. Right? They love themselves. But if you want to truly understand how to love a neighbor, love him. If you love yourself, then you've got to love your neighbor. If you don't love your neighbor, then you're sinning. Oh. we talk about love. Look, we're talking about transforming. The ultimate goal with this series is to get us to understand the 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 importance of knowing that the way I live, the way I treat others, the way I per, you know, is personify myself. Is that the word? That's a real. That's a good word. Sounded real good. <laughs> The way I portray myself and the people around me, people are gonna watch you. People are going to recognize they know who you are. Look, when I go into these stores, everybody knows that who I am. I'm not saying that because I'm somebody I, I as I think it's does Michael say I'm a pretty big deal. I'm not a big deal. I'm not. But I grew up in this town. People know who Shannon Pruitt is. Whether it's good or bad, that's on them. I don't, it's on me, right? I can walk into a ball game at Hector, and, and I know people. People know me. You can ask Susan. She will sit in her seat five, ten minutes, give me a ten-minute head start. If we're leaving, to get to the truck, because that's how many people I'm going to have to talk to before I get out the door. Because people know Me. They know me as Shannon Pruitt. They know me because we went to school together. They know me because I I drive a school bus. They know me because I'm a preacher. They know me because I was a missionary. They know me because I'm the pastor at Hector First Assembly. They know me because I'm family. They know me. Where you go, the people that you're around, they know you. They know you. Now, I could, I could easily get up out of my seat at, 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 the, at a ball game, at a basketball game or a football game, and I could walk down because you, when you leave, everybody's watching, you leave. What are you leaving for? Game's not over. They judging me. They judging me. They judging me. I could walk out just like that with my eyes closed. They judging me. Look, I am sleepy. Don't talk to me. Right? I'm hungry. There's only so much nachos with jalapenos you can have. There's so many bags of popcorn that you can eat, right? Don't look at me. Don't judge me, right? We can have that. Or we can walk out and say, hey, man, it's good to see you tonight. I love you. How's things going at the farm? How's things going at home? How's your mom? How's your dad, right? You can have a relationship with people because they know that you love them. Being genuine, why? Because Christ loved me so much that he died on the cross. He not only did it for me, he done it for you. He done it for every single person at the ball game, at Walmart, at the store, wherever I go. And I, me, I am a Christian, a true born-again believer. I choose to walk in with a smile. Or I can choose to walk in, don't look at me, don't look at me, don't look at me. I don't want to be here. I'm only here because I'm supposed to be here. I'm not, you know, you see what I'm saying? It it oozes out of you, your attitude, your demeanor. But y'all Y'all know people that just walk in, well, there's old sourpuss. They've been sucking lemons all day. Look at them. You know, it takes more effort to frown than it does to smile. You use more muscles to frown than you do to smile. If you need a good laugh, I'll send you a joke. I can tell you one. I'm not that good. I'm not that good to tell you one right now. Some of you may be, but... But did you hear what we sang this morning? That's enough to make you smile to know that you have a God that died for you. You have a God that is going to see you through everything. I love that song, "Oh Mountain. Who, get, who makes you think that you can't bow low to the God that I serve? Oh, right. It's not talking about a physical mountain. It's talking about the problem in your life. That junk that you're facing. Oh, I just don't feel good. Look, I woke up this morning. I didn't feel good. I made a choice. I made a choice to get out of the bed, take a shower, brush my tooth, put on my boots, get dressed, and go to church. Well, you're the preacher, yeah. I didn't have a choice, right? Oh, I got a choice. I could have went ahead and come, and I could have been that one that had been sucking lemons all morning. You don't want to hear a uh, a sermon from a preacher that just, he's not happy and glad to be there. Look, I'm glad to be here this morning. I'm excited. I'm excited that God sent his son to die on the cross for me. I'm excited that he sent his son to die on the cross for you. You can look at this place that we live in, in one or two ways. If you are not a believer, a true believer, then this be the closest to heaven you'll ever get. But for those true believers, this is the closest to hell you'll ever get. Which will it be? Which will it be? Look, I love Sundays so much. I do. I live for Sundays. I, if you ask Susan, I live for Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays and Friday. I love every day that ends in Y. That's how much I love life. I love it. Most nights, I go to bed laughing. Or I, <laughs> Don't I? Because... I I, I love watching funny videos. I love reading funny things. I love to laugh. But I love to know, beyond the shadow of a doubt, that the God that I serve, he sent his son to die for me. And I have so much love inside of me. Look, I spent, I got to spend yesterday... With our grandbaby, and there is nothing like that in the world. Nothing. 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 It is the best. I love her a little more than I love y'all. Not you, babe. Not you. (laughs) She's pretty special. There's something that. When I was holding her yesterday, and she was just happy, and she is—we had her sitting on the on the edge of a bar, and she was just kicking her legs, and she just looking at me, she was smiling, and I thought, God, not a care in the world. And He said, "That's how I think of you. If you will just sit there and let me have control of you." If you will give me, if you will trust me with everything, you can sit there and you can dangle your legs and you can smile all you want because I'm in control. I'm in control. She's helpless. She couldn't jump off that bar. She couldn't jump up there. She was depending on me. She was trusting me. She don't even know what trust is. She's sitting there and she's smiling and kicking her legs. It's the best. It's the best. God says today, if He loves you so much. He wants you to trust Him. That's pretty good stuff, right? How many of you, with a show of your hand, how many of you have a loved one or a friend? Or coworker, somebody around you in your circle that does not know Christ, you show your, will you lift your hand? Every one of us. Don't you want them to have what you got? I want, I want, every, I want everybody to have what I got. And if you don't have what I got, today's your day, because all I got to sell is Jesus. See it. Everything that Paul writes about here, it all points back to him. It all points to Jesus. When you understand the relationship and the love of God, it all points to Christ. you stand with me all over this place this morning? I'm going to make this real simple. Do you know him? Do you know him? Do you know him? Not know of him, know him. Do you have a relationship with Jesus? Preacher, you don't know my past. No, I don't know. I don't care. And I can say the same thing about God. He may know your past, but he doesn't. that doesn't matter to him. Because all he wants is today and until he returns. He'll take your sin, your mess up, your mess, and he'll throw it as far as the east is from the west. The deepest part of the ocean's That's how far it is away from you. He forgets it, wipes it away. (laughs) Never happened. We get hung up on our past. I can't, I'm just not, you'll never be perfect. You'll never have things in order. You'll never get to that point where you think, well, I don't, I I never have, I'm just, I'm just not ready. I don't have things in, I don't have, I don't have my life in, in check. This is where you start. This is where it begins. Do you know him? Do you know him? Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. You're here, and you say, "Pastor Shannon, I don't know him." Would you slip your hand up and right back down? Look, I'm not going to embarrass you. There's a hand. I'm going to embarrass you. I promise. I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond. I'm not going to command you or make you come and respond. That's not the way. It's not the way it works. Let the spirit lead you. But if you if you say pastor, I I want to know him. There's already been one hand that was raised anybody else? Anybody else? Look, I, I'm not I don't want to, I don't I don't like to scare anybody, but just think of this for a moment. What if today is the last day? What if this is your last day, very dear friend of mine? Two weeks ago, minister that lived in Oklahoma City, he had preached in our church when we pastored at Star City. He had preached in many places. He did our Light for the Lost banquet this last year at at Russellville First Assembly. His name was Tom Green. He was getting ready to go on to to speak. His wife went out to have have breakfast with her sister. He was supposed to be gone before she got back. When she got back home before lunch, his car was still in the driveway, and she had found him laying over the bed had a massive heart attack and died. Palm greens in heaven. I know. I know. You don't know. That could be you today. You could go to bed tonight and not wake up in the morning. It's that serious. Your eternal home is that serious. Whether it's heaven or whether it's hell. Good people. Good people don't always make heaven their home. It's those that have been transformed. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Do you know him? If not, would you lift your hand? Anyone? wait. Don't wait. There's a hand that was raised. I'm going to open these altars the next few minutes. This is not a dismissal. Don't leave. Just hang on just a minute, but if you feel like you need to come to an altar this morning, I want to pray with you. I want to pray for you. Heads are bowed and Christians are praying this morning. Will you meet me here? Will you let me pray for you? I'm going to pray for you whether you come or not. trying to scare anybody or make anybody do something they don't want to do. As Christians are praying, heads are bowed. Nobody's looking. Look, let me just, I I feel this very strongly in my in my spirit this morning. Is there someone here that needs to make a change? You need to be transformed. You just you just lift your hand up. I'm looking. I'm the only one. And I, I'm not gonna ask you to come there. There's a hand. I'm Not gonna ask you to come to the front. I'm just I'm gonna pray. There's another. I'm, I'm just gonna pray. There's another. I'm I'm there's another. There's another. There's another. There's another. Anybody else? There's another. Anybody else? God's working. God's working in your life. My prayer, I'm going to pray for you, but my prayer is this. Don't wait until it's too late. You can my, my door is always open. You can find me anywhere in Hector just about. I'll be more than glad to talk with you, visit with you but this morning, right here, right now, I want to pray with you and for you that that God that transforms all of us into His image and His likeness is going to do the same in your life. It's going to do the same. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, I thank you, Lord, for everything that He did on the cross. And everything that he did in the grave and everything that he's doing right now, sitting at your right hand, praying for us, interceding for us. Lord, you, you saw the hands that were raised in this room this morning, lives. Lord, they're, 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 they're listening. They're trusting in you. And God, I pray that this morning that you help them understand who you are. Who you are. If you raised your hand this morning and you want to give your life to Christ, we're going to all repeat after me this morning. We're going to pray a prayer. This is the beginning. This is not the end. This is just the beginning. We're going to ask God to forgive us of our sins. And then we begin the process of transforming into his image and his likeness. So. Would, you, would everyone repeat after me this morning, dear Heavenly Father, forgive me, make me new, transform me into what you need me to be, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning?